Well, 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 here we are again with another episode. Welcome everyone to the ninth episode of the Fully Pin Podcast. Again, I just want to thank the homie Luke. Like I said, taking time out of a race season with everything that's going on during it, you know, he's battling through a couple of injuries and stuff like that. Thank you so much for making the time to sit down with me and just doing what we do, have an yarn. As per usual, there's a ton of laughs. There's some really great insights. And you'll get to see that Luke is just a really laid-back dude that loves to ride bikes. So here it is, episode 9 of the Fully Pin Podcast with Luke Meyer-Smith. Let's go! Every every setback you have is more motivation to 100%. come back stronger. So the usual sports, soccer, divot, tennis, yep. even, even, even karate and stuff. Um, <laughs> Uh, we grow avocados, so... Oh, there we go. That's something oh, I didn't know. Uh, the people need to know about the avocados. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, this will be episode... Nine. Yeah, all right. Guys, welcome to the Fully Pin <laughs> Podcast. Uh, this is episode number nine. Now, I apologize if I get this uh, incorrect, but I'm pretty sure it's episode number nine with the homie Luke My smith bro. Thank you so much for making time. Like you've no worries. Absolutely wild um, schedule. You know, busy end of year. Like man, lots on the plate. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No. Good. Good. Good to be here. Thank you for uh, yeah your time and yeah looking forward to it. Man, it's <laughs> it's going to be good to you know sit down and have a chat. I just um man, it's. One thing, obviously, though, you got the association with, you know, purity, you know, plant protein at the moment. And um, oh, I guess I could jump into quite a, a deep question first. But obviously, you came back from like that pretty, you know, pretty intense injury. James said you are an absolute workhorse, bro. <laughs> Where do you think that? And also, Jules, I don't know if you've spoken much with, with Jules. I'm assuming you would have. Yeah, um, a bit. She said, like, between you and Ryan, like, it's pretty gnarly. She hasn't met anyone with, you know, you know, such focus and work ethic before. Where do you think that that focus comes from, bro? Good question. I mean, um, my dad's a pretty hard worker, and I guess just yeah. get to where I am, like, um, yeah, it's taken a lot of hard work, and you know, I've had, not just now, like, quite a lot of setbacks with injuries and mm. um, just wanting to sort of be where I am and uh, yeah. race professionally as my career. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've just always had that drive, really. Um, so, but yeah, I feel like every every setback you have is more motivation to... 100%. Uh, ...come back stronger, so... Do you think it's, um, it's something that you can develop and then... But some people like yourself have that in, intrinsic, like... All right, this is what I want. Yeah, you know, this is who I am, and this is what I'm gonna be. Do you think it's something that you can develop, but for others, develop, and but for others, it's it's a part of who they are. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit um, part of who you are, but also I think you can develop it. Um, yeah, just with the whatever goals you're chasing, really, and um, yeah, just how badly you want want to get where you want to achieve, and that type of thing. Yeah, it was sorry. It, it, it was interesting. I've never really started it off like with um, such so a deep question straight away. It's just 
No, from, you know, the little bit of digging that I did and just, you know, following your journey, um, it's it's very evident, you you know, coming off the uh, back of um, under 21, you know, world champs, you you know, the way you race, how you act in your teams is very evident. And what, you know, James and Jules have told me, it's very evident that, you know, you, you, you like to get stuck in and you know what you want, want for yourself. It's, yeah. it's good to see, bro. Yeah, thank you. Um. Oh, let's take it. Let's 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 take a, a throwback. Let's do a bit of a history uh, type thing. What got you into riding bikes? Like, what was the first bike? Where's your, you know, your history around it? Was it here's a BMX? Like, was did you ever think at any point? Like, what's the story there? Yeah. So we um, both my brother and I um, started in BMX racing. Um, before that, I was about eleven and Remy was nine. Um, before that, we were just playing like the usual sports, soccer, dibba, tennis, yep. even, even even karate and stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, good. What? Yeah. How, how much did you do karate for? Oh, like maybe half a year, a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just sort of bouncing between sports. And then, um, yeah, when I was about 11, we jumped into BMX racing. Um, and, yeah, just from there, really, we uh, – continue to do that uh for the next few years until i was about uh 15 um and yeah pretty competitively we did you know the state state rounds national yep. uh championships and mm-hmm. stuff like that um i wasn't i wasn't that good remy was probably better than me uh for his age but um he's a bit of an yeah. animal that kid eh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh when we were 15 uh when i was 15 yeah i went to mountain biking and yeah the rest is history really um and just started competing in that, and now we're here. <laughs> what What was it, you know, because so many people I've talked to um, since I've started this journey with the podcast, since I've been back on a bike, who are in a professional sense on a mountain bike, they've got a history with um, BMX. What was it that when you jumped on the mountain bike gave you that, oh, this is it? Yeah. This is what I want. Do you remember like a key thing? Was it a sound? Was it a feeling? Like, was it the bike? What What do you reckon it was that you know got your heart stuck in? It's a good question. I mean, we yeah, I think I always just love bikes. I mean, my dad, um, going back to his early days, he used yeah. to race bikes as well. So yeah, I cool. Think maybe, um, it came from that a little bit. He used to do like the velodrome and road racing. Hey, um, he was sort of a year or two younger than me. He he sort of retired. Um, he sort of overdid himself, overtrained in the end, um, and then went yeah. surfing. So uh, we also surf, which is cool. But um, Man. yeah, be from his background really, and I've always just loved yeah riding bikes. Um, even when I was you know two or three years old, I was on the um, little bike with with no with no uh, training wheels and stuff like that. So rolling around <laughs> doing your thing, riding around the farm. <laughs> Have you so you grew up on like a acreage type thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, my mum and dad have an avocado farm. Oh, cool. So got about, yeah, a bit over. I think a hundred. I think we sold a few acres, but I think a bit over a hundred. And uh, we grow avocados. So. Oh, there we go. That's something oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. The people need to know about the avocados. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you obviously would have had motos around on the farm too. Yeah, yeah. When we were younger. We, yeah, so we sort of rode motorbikes before we did BMX or anything um, when I was probably yep. five, 
five or six, uh, I had a little mo- motorbike that I'd rip around the farm. Um, yeah, and we'd go like every year for uh, Easter. We'd go down um, with our with our cousins to like uh, near Threadbow and um, yeah, we'd ride motorbikes for like a week or two for Easter and How yeah, that's sort of that? yeah, all before um, before we got into BMX racing and that type of thing. And I actually, who was it? Um, last person I sat down with, because I, I haven't announced anyone to say, but last person I sat down with got a heavy like motocross or like, you know, motocross history. And I would love to have one one day. But I feel like it's increasingly hard. Like, obviously, on a bike, you can go down your local jumps, you can literally just pin through the bush wherever. Um, but it's, I would love one. Obviously, there's a financial obligation to owning a motorbike, even though some yeah. mountain bikes are just as expensive. <laughs> and do, yeah, you, do you ever get, yeah, it's insane. Do you ever get time to get on a moto, like when you're off season? Like, do do you thrash around on the farm still and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Sort of getting. I've got into it the last year or two. Um, so I yeah. have a, a Yamaha 254 stroke. Um, Very nice. And yeah, I try and use it. Or th- this last off season, I was trying to use it. Uh, a bit more for training just for like arm pump and strength um yep. obviously it's quite, it's quite different sort of technique to mountain biking but um no we got into it a little bit um hoping to probably ride even more this off season yeah um, yeah we have uh, uh i don't know if you've heard the about the island ac ac i think it's called um which is like only i think an hour or so from newcastle um I vaguely vaguely rings a bell so we um yeah went there once or twice um sort of got like three different tracks and some um uh like what do you call it um single track as well and um it's pretty good pretty good training so now it's something i uh like i spoke about with toby um gibbons uh on the last that we did um, he's got a bit of a history like with the moto stuff and he said he, it does, even though, you know, it's a big, big weighty machine, you know, mm. leaning, leaning it to let the, you know, the, the tires grab a lot of the like principles around, um, riding a moto transferred easily when he went to racing, um, when like he got into racing mountain bikes, did you find that there is a fair bit of carryover in regards to yeah. the principles between the two? Yeah, I think there's a few. It's um, obviously, yeah, like two wheels and it's, yeah, obviously a lot heavier of a bike. But um, I feel like more so even when you ride the motorbike and then you go back to the mountain bike, it's like you can just you just throw the thing around. And you're like, holy, holy crap, this thing is so light. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I said to him. Like, it, it's kind of like um, it's almost like having a weight training vest. If you continually have that vest on, yeah. you're continually training on it and doing things when you, you know, chuck a whip or anything on a moto compared to the bike is like man i've got all this strength that you've applied because everything is going to be so much more on when you're riding that riding the motorbike yeah for sure yeah yeah there's definitely like a few different techniques but i think you know mountain biking you're standing up and all that type of thing um yeah whereas i've been trying to like learn a lot more on the moto like just stand up all the time yep um I think the main difference is like, yeah, you got to like squeeze the knees and yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that where I'm sort of like when I mountain bike, I'm, I almost like use my hips 
uh, to turn half the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, motorbike, you sort of got to lock your knees and it's more with your elbows um, and your upper body just trying to like lean the, the bike. Yeah. Yeah. And what's it like? Um, I'm sure you would have been asked this a million times, but what's it like shredding with your bro on a world stage? Like it, it, you must have those moments when you're sitting there about to, you know, drop bombs with him down a track. They're like, holy, <laughs> I'm with my, like, this is my bro, and we're about to yeah. go do this. Do you, do you still have those surreal moments? Like, you might, you've been doing it for a while together, but, like, do you, every so often, does it just catch you, like, damn, we're doing this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well, I think you just saying that uh, reminds me a bit more. It's um, definitely pretty surreal, like, being on the same team. and Yeah, big time. Being able to work together and, um, you know, I've helped helped him a lot and, um, no, it's pretty cool to see him doing like really well this year, um, with some standout results and yeah, uh, yeah, just last week before I injured myself again, um, <laughs> he, uh, he didn't do the track walk in the morning because so what they do for track walk day, they do track walk in the morning for the elite yep. team, but then there's uh junior practice in the afternoon. So, so you don't get a, of, wait. You don't get a track walk before you practice. Yeah. So you do track walk, and then yeah, we usually uh, practice uh, the following day. So it's like yeah, yeah okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Track walk. Um, so yeah, he didn't do the track walk um, because he wanted to walk it after junior practice in the afternoon, um, and then they changed the schedule. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, next minute we were practicing in the afternoon as well um, just to get some more time on the track. I think they decided because it was a new track. Um, so I was sort of like towing him in for the first few runs. Um, so that was cool. And But yeah, like just being able to um, be at this level really together is pretty cool. That's so sick. And obviously like with the signing um, to Giant, you know, being it, I do remember when you signed, like obviously being on the same team, um, you owned a few giant bikes, you know, growing up. So, like, to come back yeah. as a homestay must have been, like, it, as I obviously with propane like, beforehand and um, I hadn't, I hadn't, I, I couldn't pick it. Like, I had, I had no guess. But, like, reading the story around it was really cool. It must have been, you know, when, when it was all said and done, you could finally got to an, announce this, like, did it feel like a throwback for you as much as it was an advancement in your career? Yeah, a bit of both, um, for sure. Like, yeah, when we started, like, my first year or two mountain biking, we were – I was on a giant um, – I had, like, a giant XTC hardtail. was, like, my first <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> bike. Um, Got smashed, was, didn't it? Yeah, I was racing the Enduros on it, and everyone was <laughs> there with their dual suspension. Uh, and my dad was like, no, no, you don't need – dual suspension them there on the hardtail kind of <laughs> race the local enduros but like it wasn't the tracks aren't crazy around us locally so it was all right yeah, um and then yeah my first proper downhill bike was a giant glory so um back on the glory now it's pretty cool <laughs> wild what year would that first glory have been that you owned oh i think it was yeah, I would have been like 16, so. Trying to remember the colours. Yeah, I think like 20, uh, 2017, 18 maybe, 2017. Yeah. Yeah, I think 
You can find them. You can find them anywhere. Like obviously, with it being such a widely distributed like band, it's so crazy. Like some of the like old school bikes, you can act if you got enough time to dig what you can find on marketplace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that bike a market a marketplace banger, or was it something you got no, through? A yeah, it was sort of like the one of the newer, like the carbon um, at the time, like twenty, yeah, sixteen or whatever it was. Yeah, it was like the new. Yeah, the newest release sort of model. Um, but no, it's cool. Um, like with Giant um, joining them with the with their new uh, Giant Glory Advanced um, model now. Um, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, to be part of the team and um, to have Giant with 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 the new downhill bike um, and getting getting back on the scene really <laughs> after quite a few years. Um, without a new downer bike so yeah gotcha gotcha it'd be it'd be refreshing um just having that new start new bike new team but like not only is it like a you know a new bike but it's a throwback to that like original like colorway like when you see that thing on track it's like boom damn (laughs) i don't know what vlog it was um or whether it was at um crankworks uh joyride where they had the original one on show yep. and rob warner was talking about um you boys being on like like the it's like oh yeah the my smith boys are on the new the bike looks <laughs> amazing when you yeah. first saw it was it like whoa yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, I didn't really have uh, too much reference to the to the original. Oh um, yeah, gotcha. That they threw up, yeah, that they did the paint job um, against. Um, so no, but it's pretty yeah, definitely pretty cool to um, have a have a have a bike that with that colorway, and um, I think it's a, yeah, it's a pretty big deal for Giant. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, to, to have this new bike and the same sort of paint job <laughs> if you got just saying off the top of the head if you got invited to something like hardline would you take it this is a good question um my bro- my brother's actually pretty keen to do it he was talking about it last <laughs> yeah. year. i bet so, you Justin joe would love to smash something yeah, like that. yeah yeah <laughs> um so you might see him there maybe next year or something but um be- i don't know i I'd, I'd probably love to do it someday but um uh, it's pretty pretty insane but there's some guys like my age that have been doing it and yeah um you know i'd say i'd be more than capable but it's just a big risk big i guess yeah so, uh, uh, ain't seen no 10 foot gaps in no world cup tracks that's for sure yeah <laughs> just need to yeah maybe improve my my big jumps and i'll be sweet but <laughs> yeah do you would you like to see some big i mean obviously like they're to the general public, they're pretty big jumps. But would you like to yeah. see more doubles and things like that? In as I know a few riders have touched on things like that this year, BK, Dino a little bit. Would you like to see a little bit more stuff like that worked into World Cup tracks? Yeah, it'd probably be cool just to to separate everyone a little bit. I think it's hard um, mostly just with the – just with the – I mean, the um, – nothing against the women or anything, but like they're awesome yeah. riders, but just like, um, it's a hard yeah. thing to cater for. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. 
quite a range you need to cater for in the junior women and uh, junior, yeah, junior men and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, maybe they could make some, you know, bigger jumps and have some more sort of beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, it was, but no, like like you said, like the, the jumps are pretty decent. Um, yeah, 100%. Anyway. It's not like they're small or anything, but it'd yeah. be cool to see, you know, like a few different doubles or, or maybe even like a, a, a hip here and there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like thrown into it. It'd be gnarly. It was, well, it's yeah. funny though, like on that point, obviously there was the whole drama of not a drama, like the thing around, you know, the juniors finals getting canned. Um, in, I don't even know how to say it. Lud- it's probably, it's not Ludenville, but, um, yeah, that's how I said it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard it said right. And I still can't say it. That, yeah, it's like that L- Ludenville or something. VL. Luden yeah. or something, but then like they're saying that last jump into the left hander was unrideable, and then Millie Johnset, um, or Johnset, and like a bunch of those other female riders started smashing, like yeah, you know, still started like hitting it, and I was like, it's a very all that stuff that's going on at the moment must be does it plague on your mind at all, like the the misinformation, like the lack of communication. Is that a frustrating thing for you as a writer? Yeah, a little bit. Like it's, it's definitely, um, yeah, definitely had some complaints, I guess. Um, uh, even yeah, on, on our side with our team, just with them not being very, uh, extremely organized and sort of changing last minute. Um, yeah. I mean, you sort of got to like give them, uh, you know, it's their first year doing this, so like teeth and problems for sure, yeah. yeah. Sorting it all out and figuring it out. Um, so it uh, it's not hasn't really weighed on my mind when I'm racing or anything, but um, <laughs> I guess looking back last week at Ludenville, maybe if we didn't have that practice on the track walk day, I wouldn't be uh, sitting here not riding. So, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> it's those high. It's it's. Um, I'm in a bit of a sticky situation with an injury at the moment. I've got a pretty lengthy time uh, before I'm back to full full bomb and stuff. So it, and you think about hindsight, and it's very hard. I can't imagine what it must be like. You know, this is your job, your livelihood, this is your career. It must be hard not to let hindsight chew you up mm. in a professional status. Do you? You've had the injuries, you know, there's something we'll touch on. You had the injuries this year. Is it hard not to get in a professional perspective in, like, it being a career? Do you do any sort of work for yourself, or is it? do you find it hard not to fall into, like, those mental lows with so much mm. pressure and, you know, obviously yeah. obstacles of having injuries that you've had this year, man? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's something I've been trying to work on, um, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't down for a few days. Um, yeah, I um, And even, yeah, my first, uh, my collarbone as well uh, earlier in the year. Just like, just so much work really goes into um, preparing and being ready for these races and just to, yeah, be injured. I mean, I know it's part of the game, but. Doesn't change how um, hard it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it doesn't change um, how hard it is and. Yeah, just all the sacrifices really is what gets me down and just to yep. sort of be um, put back um, uh, behind the 
eight ball basically and um yeah I find it hard as well like this year because I missed so many of the races to 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 watch even like it's just like it's like I it's good for for me to learn and you know watch the other guys ride but it's also like you want to be like, on the bike bro yeah, yeah yeah be riding so um what do you but, do sorry you keep going yeah you're right um no it's all just it's all just a process really and we'll be we'll be back in no time so that's it well, every day, is, day was it the same side as your collarbone yeah yeah oh same. my gosh yeah, so the collarbones, at least we know the collarbones solid, right? Like, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, good. You've got a bit of steel in there now. See, I, that yeah. I didn't know because when you uh, – I think I, I wrote I, – I just – I seen the story before I seen the post about it. Yeah. Like, you'd put the reel or whatever it was in your story, and I was like – I said whatever I said, and you wrote back, it's so frustrating, but, hey, more time for the potty. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't Im- – yeah, I, man, you're a trooper. Like, sal- salute professional athletes that deal with this stuff. Like, you know, I ain't a professional athlete, but I've got two kids at home and, like, trying to chase after them with, like, a bung knee at the moment is, like – Yeah. It's booked. Like, so, man, I well, look, like I said, we know your work ethic. We know what, you you know, your family's capable of and what you and your bro are capable of. It's just a matter of – like you said, bro, it's just a matter of time. And, man, you can use it to learn. Like I sure. I have learned so much because obviously I've been off work. I've learned so much in this time about myself mentally. Yeah, I was about to say, like, um, it's yeah definitely been a mental challenge and just working through that and, yeah, learning about myself really a lot more um, and just, yeah, ways I can – yeah be better really and um limit my mistakes really on the bike and stay on the bike (laughs) (laughs) it's it's it it must be how do i phrase this it must be hard because you're a go-getter like i i can't imagine everybody has the same attitude when it comes to racing because not everybody's the same person right but you're a go-getter you know what you want and it must be hard to not let that anti either that like that mm. that um, fire like rise up while you're trying to be in that zone when you're pegging through trees at 50k like yeah yeah now like do you have any techniques or anything you do to try and and you know find that medium because there's guys like like Deprella you know yeah just, just balls to the wall balls to the wall whole time and and that works for him but obviously yeah. when you ride that way there's you know these things can happen as it you know did for him last week do you do you have anything that helps you dial in what you need to do without letting that animal instinct you know that fighter that you have like do you have any processes when you're in the gate like what's your thing that you do to like get you in the zone yeah i think like i mean obviously um i feel like last week i just got a bit excited really and uh a bit of a frustrating crash um but yeah it's definitely important i think my brother does it quite well um just like building the pace up slowly um mm. i mean and sometimes it's hard because you ne- you don't have that much time on the track before you're you know doing your qualifying racing um so yeah just trying to be calculated really um and i feel like i have been 
a lot better, uh, especially last year and even before um, my injuries this year. Like, um, I've become a lot more calculated and um, it's really just learning that type of thing and, um, yeah, just just taking your time, really. I think, um, like I said last week, I just got a bit excited, new track, and I actually stopped and looked at the section before I had my crash, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll give this line a go, and I pushed up, and I think that's usually a bit of a recipe for disaster. I think I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> um, just Did, because was it, look- I guess, oh, look, when you looked at the line, was it something that people hadn't have done, and was that, like, Oh, man, it's hard not to poke. Yeah. <laughs> With the last two or three, that could have worked. And you're like, oh, this might be a bit spicy, but I reckon I can do it type thing. Yeah, no, it was more like there was actually like a – so what I was doing was almost like the B line. Um, and there was like an A where you could – where I slid, you could jump from there to the inside over this like rock. I don't know if you saw on the yeah, right. Yeah, no, I remember a couple of people were gap in that section, yeah. Yes, yeah, on – that was sort of the line early on and I was like, Oh, I just, I'll just play it safe. Like we've only, it was only a short practice because it was on the track walk day. And, um, I think it was my fourth run and I, I was like, yeah, I'll just hit the B line now and maybe try the A tomorrow. Um, and yeah, just, just pushed up. And like I said before, it's, it's not very good because you sort of lose your flow a little bit. Um, not that I felt that I was, yeah, doing anything crazy, but I maybe just came in a little bit too fast. Um, yeah. And that line that I was doing, uh, Finn Isles just did it just before me and uh, a couple other guys, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, most people were doing like the straight line over the rock or hopping it. Yeah. So um, it wasn't really that bedded in. It was a little bit marbly. Um, yeah, gotcha. Just caught me out really and uh, lid the wheels and, wasn't a good spot to to do that and hindsight yeah. we went. <laughs> Mate, well, you come at like you said, collarbone's good. Yep. <laughs> she she's uh stronger than before. Huh? It's stronger than before. It's stronger than before. We've got a bit of steel in there most likely. And no, um, actually no surgery for for it. So that No was surgery. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so that that probably um it sort of takes a little bit longer if you don't get surgery. I mean, most most of the time you need it, but mine wasn't fully snapped in half. Ah, so it's a partial fra- like a partial break. Yeah, it was pretty decent job, but it was like maybe like three quarters cracked through. But it, um, yeah, it was. Still connected. see when mountain bikers chuck it out there, it's like <laughs> I'm like yeah. heinous X-ray into this, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a little, yeah, it's a little bit tweaked, so like maybe slightly different shape than it was before. Oh, shit, <laughs> um, all good, but yeah, it's it's all good now. Um, and now, yeah, just gotta fix the shoulder up, and we'll be all right. <laughs> um, well, so what, like, what now? So you know, if we've got the shoulders in, we're repairing. What's the next? Um. Uh, what's a what's the next step? Are you gonna get any? Is it still too sore? Like two week? Any bike time, or do we wait till next race? Like, what are you looking mm-hmm. like next few rounds? Yeah, so um, obviously missed this one. Um, and then we have 
uh, I think we're staying here in Morzine for a week. Yep. Um, so that'll be good. Um, get the recovery in, and then um, we are then going to America to do the U.S. Open the week before. Means. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping to try and ride uh, the U.S. Open. Um, we'll see how it goes. I think it will be a little bit of a warm up. Yeah, it'll be three weeks then, so it'll be good just to to ride and um, before snowshoe. Sorry, bro. I um, my boy just jumped. Got home from school. You're all good. <laughs> Two seconds, bro. Okay. All good. Oh my gosh, I feel for <laughs> my wife. She bought like you know those like kids magazines in Coles on the bottom row that you used to like gun yeah. when you were young. Every so often they got lollies on them, and he has like he hassles us whenever we go to the like the shops, and he's just got <laughs> he's got whiz fizz, and he's five years old. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, straight up. All right, back yeah. to it. Anyway, <laughs> it's gonna be funny. Um, yeah. So snowshoe. Uh, yes. Yeah, um, so or US, US Open, Open. snowshoe. Yeah, yeah, the week before. Yeah, the week before snowshoe. There should be uh, three weeks then. Um, and yeah, hoping hoping I can ride that, and then um, yeah, be ready for snowshoe months and then. Um, yeah, it's just really just taking day by day, see how it goes. It's sort of, you know, I, I probably struggled to be you know 110 percent um, by the end of the year or for the last few races, but yeah, just see how it goes, see how we feel, and see how it feels um, riding, and just try and take my time really because it's. It's not really something you want to uh, f with too much. Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. especially in your yeah. capacity with what you're doing. Yeah, it's and, and it's my. Now he's the other one. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> right. um, yeah, look, I I don't blame you for wanting like wanting to take it easy. I guess that's another like a like a, another tough thing because you want to new team. You're an ambitious young like you're an ambitious man. It's like. I want to gun it, but yeah. I can't. So yeah. just do it later. But it's you're not in a like you're in a good position though. Like yeah. you know where you're at. You you said yourself you're stunned. You've made um you got better at calculating things, assessing things on the bike. Like you're getting stronger. Like the training's you know training's good. Um, it, even though, aside from the injuries, you seem to be in a really, really positive position, bro. Yeah, sort of, you know, I've chatted to a few people and it's like um, there's, you know, a lot more to lose than there is to gain, really, um, in, yeah. these last, in these last few races. You know, like missing the first few races um, earlier on in the year, um, you know, I'm not really sitting anywhere pretty in the in the overall standings or anything yep. like that um and as much as you know i've injured myself this year i've also achieved some pretty awesome uh things outside of the world, world cup uh season so um yeah just gotta just take my time really and um yeah just just focus on every day and um yeah really just try and look at the bigger picture really um for these last few races. What does training, like, obviously it must be hard to get gym, gym access, but between the, like, bike time and the races you've got, for, you know, for the end of the year, 
Do you get any – is it predominantly all bike time now? Are you still hitting gym where you can? Like, what does training look like when you're – because I imagine there must be something, but what does training look like when you're at this end of yeah. the season? Yeah, like, end of the season and when there's, you know, back-to-back races, you're mostly just riding. Um, yeah. But, yeah, try and, uh, try and keep the gym up um, as well, especially this year. I probably didn't as much last year, but – um yeah i've been trying to get to the gym um in between riding uh and yeah when there's no races sort of have a bit of a structure um to hit the gym you know two two times three times for the week but in the race weeks it's sort of like um you start on like wednesday so maybe you could do a gym uh monday tuesday but or you or you're resting really um for the race week ahead so um Definitely not in the gym quite as much um, as you are for the pre-season. But, um, yeah, try and keep keep those things topped up and um, everything else. Yeah, like, you know, in the off-season you do your base work and stuff like that. And then more when we're here, it's like riding intervals and trying to, yeah, get some gym in as well. Yeah, gotcha. For anyone, I, something I, I'd like to touch on because obviously I've, I, I competed in powerlifting for – or 10 or 11 years and yeah. uh, I've, I've been in, a, in the gym for ages um for anyone that like i would be listening that is curious would you mind breaking down what uh training looks like uh pre-season so like season ended you start building the body what does that look like you know for someone yeah. like yourself that does in a professional capacity because i'm sure there's a few people out there that'd be interested in knowing what that looks like yeah so it's like um yeah, I usually, once the season's done, I usually have like a month off, maybe two, depending um, on when the season starts the next year. But I think this off season, I'll have probably a month off. Uh, I think the season starts in May next year. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you sort of start with, um, yeah, just get in the gym, really. Um, I do mostly strength stuff, um, uh, a few little circuits, but nothing, not nothing crazy. Um I think more if you're on the enduro side, um, you'll be doing like a bit more high intensity circuits. But uh, for downhill, um, my coach he has me doing yeah pre- predominantly um, just strength training really. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you do uh, quite a lot of base work. Um, when I say base work, like just road miles, long rides, um, just to like build your engine up really, um, like two three hour rides. Um, do you do find? That, like, sorry, yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah, do that like two or three times a week with like two or three gym sessions a week, um, and then usually like some longer intervals, um, and then yeah, coming into the season, you build into shorter intervals um, and more like sort of explosive gym stuff and that type of thing. Yeah, makes sense. Do you find? That postseason long, you know, preseason like post end of season preseason long bike time. Where, I guess my question is, where does that do you find that pays the most? Let's say you you because you did six runs. Someone said you did six runs at um worlds. Yeah, is, yeah. Is that when those longer rides pay the dividends? Because obviously downhill predominantly more strength. Yes, there's yeah. a lot of energy expended if the track is physical. There's more pedaling. 
But yeah. when you're doing like you're doing six runs and then, all right, sweet, that's practice day. Then you've got practice before, you know, like you're racing. Then you've got qualies and uh, cancel semis, UCI, please. And then <laughs> now yeah. you've got semis as well. Is that when those longer rides pay their dividends? Yeah, for sure. Like just, just your energy throughout the whole day. Yeah, um, gotcha. you built that tank. Yeah, you just have, yeah, just have that base. Um, yeah, to to be able to do lots of runs, and I think I do more runs than most half the time. But um, yeah, it definitely helps for sure. Is that something? Because I was very surprised when I can't remember who it was or who said it, or if it was in a um, I think it was the Fox. Yeah, dialed. Yeah, <laughs> I, think dialed. I was like, what? Like, yeah. And, and I think even after you rode off, um, oh, I can't remember. Jordy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordy was just like, his shame's like, yeah, mate, he's a machine. Is yeah, that yeah. something that helps you get, like, mentally sound doing that when you've got the time, like, knowing the yeah. track in and out, like, seeing it on you, not just watching it back on a GoPro or whatever, but yeah. riding it, feeling it. Is that something that helps you get mentally switched on doing that few more reps? Yeah. Of the track? Yeah, for sure. It's like, I mean, the more time you can spend on the track, the better. It's um, just, obviously, yeah, you don't want to you use too much energy because, you know, you got the qualifying racing the next day, the next few days after. So uh, it's definitely a balance um, between, yeah, energy levels and just trying to get to know the track the best you can. Um, yeah, talking about world champs in Fort William, I was, that was like my first, uh, race race back, back, yeah, from my collarbone. So I was just like, not really focusing on the result and just trying to get more bike time uh, on the. Yeah, uh, on okay. The tra- yeah, just just for like my training really, and um, because I hadn't been at the races, just just riding more. So um, it's kind of like an opportunity to, um, yeah, just get some bike time, even though it was like a race capacity type thing. Yeah. Yeah, because I had I'd been off the bike for a while. I think I was only back on the bike for two or so weeks then. Um, so it was like, yeah, I may as well just do another lap just to, um, yeah, get the collarbone going really, and um, uh, yeah, just just build my pace really. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. It's it's funny like seeing because I, I I should have put two and two together. I wouldn't have even thought of it from that perspective that you know the is that something that you do normally though or do you know yes yeah, so like on a practice day would you do three or four or I, I i think um i'd usually aim for like on a practice day um six or seven or so um yeah truly I guess, I guess it seemed a bit more extreme in fort william because the track's quite a bit longer and very physical so it was like um that was like quite a lot like Maybe if I was, you know, 110% and riding my best, I would have done like a few, maybe like five or whatever, um, four. So, yeah, and it just, it was just, yeah, going through the process really. And um, at that time, I hadn't really dialed my bike setup in. I'd only just got my bike set up like where I wanted it, like at Andorra. Um, mm-hmm. Before William, it was a bit of a shame. I, my setup was probably like too soft. Um, I think that definitely held me back a little bit, like still, still a good result, but, um, 
yeah, I finished my run and like looking at the top, top boys times, I was like, like for me to go that quick, like I need my bike, my bike needs to be stiffer. Like it's too needs soft. Needs to be hard. Yeah. So it's not sinking yeah. in. Yeah. So it was a bit, um, yeah, my setup was a little bit soft for Fort William. Um, but yeah, that was just, yeah, learning really. It was good. Um, and it was a good opportunity. Yeah. Coming into the, the next to um, Andorra and stuff. Um, and yeah, we got got like another week or so before Andorra. Got some good testing in training. Chucked on a harder coil on the rear, and um, yeah, was feeling better every day. And came into Andorra feeling pretty pretty ready and um, riding riding well. So, and yeah, that I think that showed and got a good result. And um, yeah, what? But now we're in again. <laughs> 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 and here we are at this, <laughs> yeah, this here block we are. in the road. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! But look, like it, like we were, like we were saying earlier, you, you know, you're you're pointing yourself. You're you're moving in the right direction because you're getting those little kicks. Obviously, yes, it's a it's a part of the game, like you said yourself. But it, you must take some comfort knowing, like, hey. We're getting good results. The you know we're getting some results that I was you know chasing. Um, speed is there. You know the bike setup style. You must be like yes, look, I'm injured, but hey, we're we're heading where we need to be. Yeah, for sure. Like I think I just, like even this this morning I was thinking like um, about my result in Andorra. Obviously, I got a little bit lucky with the weather. The last few guys, I might have been a few positions um worse but just to that because that was my first world cup for the year and to get that result coming back from injury um i was like damn like i should be pretty happy with that um and and like it was my second second best career result uh in in a downer world cup so um Yeah. yeah i think it was pretty pretty awesome and um yeah, it, it was good to at least good to at least get one result in. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, Before we had another doozy. <laughs> yeah. No, and now I can yeah be up there. So. Um, um, yeah. Speaking of that result, um, was it? It was fifth in. Oh, I can't remember the race. Six, sixth in um, Andorra Six. the previous year. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be a favourable track for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's done me pretty well, um, <laughs> a sixth and an eighth. So, um, yeah, no, I, I enjoy the track. It's it's pretty fast and flat out, which suits my style quite a lot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, I enjoy that track. Is there any track that you, um, you, you would be happy if it wasn't in the circuit? Hmm. Uh, if, if you could, if you could, well, I'll put it like this: if you could take one out and race another place, be it somewhere here in Oz or like a, a, another trail, what what would you? I'll, I'll make it a bit jovial. What would you? Which race would you take out, and what would you put in its place? Um, they're all pretty awesome over here, to be honest. Um, it, yeah, it'd be, awesome. it'd be awesome to have like. A race in New Zealand or Australia, like a World Cup, because it's yeah, 
you know, all in Europe, which is definitely a bit of a bummer and hard for us um, Australians and New Zealanders. Um, it'd be, yeah, pretty cool to have, like, something maybe at, like, Threbo or Waba uh, in yep. Oz. And obviously, like, a lot of good riding in New Zealand. That'd be... Um, yeah, they could have... Like, if they really wanted it to be, like, a World Cup series, like... Yeah, it's, it's ironic, eh? Like... As much as it is, it's, like, it's more like a European... It's, like, a European <laughs> series, really. Let's be real, guys. Yeah. They don't travel in too much. <laughs> they go between yeah. America... It would be... It would be very... It would be pretty hard, like, for all the teams to um, get to Oz and New Zealand, but, I mean... You guys do it? Yeah, we come over. I think just all the parts and everything, but they can make it work. Get some tents, and don't and doesn't you don't need a truck every race. <laughs> no, you oh, no, you don't. I understand why they do that. I it came up with in conversation on like a different perspective of like obviously you know cycling and bicycles in Europe. Everyone got a bike. Everyone rides a bike. Like the actual, and um, it comes back to that you know whole almighty dollar type thing. But the industry in Europe for bicycles in general is so much more massive than yeah. than anywhere else. And so it kind of, in a way, makes sense. And a lot of the, the headquarters are in, you know, the UK, Europe, places like that for a lot yeah. of brands as well. So, you know, factory teams and it benefits them to financially – obviously to put it all in one place but you definitely hear that sentiment a fair bit you know it's a world cup it'd be nice if mm. maybe we go here or maybe we did it i uh, i think it was eddie master said it would be sick to have it because he just loves japan like it'd be sick to have like a like a world cup round in japan yeah i think it would be feasible if it was one or two races because these big brands it can't be that – yes, it would be expensive, but it can't be that, you know, short of money that they could make one trip to, you know, Southeast Asia or yeah. or one trip to New Zealand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the EDR yeah. got all the way out here to do the couple of rounds in Oz. So, yeah. it'd be cool to see the Downhill World Cup do the same thing. For sure. Oh, yeah. It would be awesome. Definitely. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully in the future. Hopefully. It is getting very sunny. Do you want to spin a yeah. – <laughs> Do you want to spin around? I, might, I was like, I this might, guy's um, cracking a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> I might actually grab my sunnies if that's all right. I'll be yeah, bro, go this. hard. Good will give the people a, a, a view of the beautiful background. <laughs> I'll just change my position. I've been I've been locked locked out on the front deck. <laughs> Are you actually serious? Yeah, or my, my team, <laughs> all, I think they've all gone to the pit already, so. Oh, fair. Well, who are you staying with? Um, we're just uh just at the team team accommodation. We've got a nice spot. Yes, um, you do. For anyone that doesn't know, he's in Leger at the moment, <laughs> and the mountain is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it should be should be better here. There we go. <laughs> yeah, man. Little, little bit less sun right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was looking, I was like, man, it's getting brighter and brighter because obviously the sun's going down here. I was like, dang, it's getting brighter, yeah, brighter for the dude. Just coming up it. <laughs> just co- Is it, wait, so it's just coming up now, did you say, pretty much over the hills? 
wild. Man, it was flipping. I guess I'll... Is yeah, that, yeah, just coming up. Um, do they have longer days where it is? Like, is it... Because I know there's heaps of places in Europe where the daylight lasts, like, you know, like 18 hours or something insane. Is it like that in Leger? Um, yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, it's not... It's pretty long um, at the moment, I think. Oh, probably my watch will probably tell me here. Um, I think it's like, yeah, up at like seven. Uh, let me have a look. Where are you? But yeah, I think the sun it's up up to about seven thirty ish, eight. Um, pretty long. Nothing crazy, but oh, I can't even get it up. But yeah, like pretty long days at the moment. Um, yeah. It's um must be so sick, like just obviously spending all that all that time in Europe, hey, getting to ride. Because obviously there's not just the you know, the racetrack. There's so many other beautiful places to ride, you know, in those areas, eh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I think that's another thing, just being injured, I've just gotta appreciate where I am. Yeah. Um, a bit more really. I mean it's much as racing's everything for me really. It's um pretty amazing to be where we are, where I am and um yeah, travelling the world, uh racing my bike, so Wild. So sick. Yeah. <laughs> um is there anywhere in the world that you haven't ridden that you'd like to ride? Um for sure. I haven't been there is quite a lot of um yeah, I mean, there's so much riding everywhere, but like, like you said before, like Japan or something. I think it's got some pretty unique stuff. Um, yep. Yeah, a few places um, like that um, would be pretty awesome. Um, yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. I have a mate of mine's got a is it this year or next year. He's got a trip booked uh, for Japan, and it's like a couple of massive, massive. Uh, I I feel like it. You know, say Whistler Bike Park, right? I feel like it gets yeah. to a point where it's so big that it's like a mountain biking destination. It's not just like a a park anymore. If it takes you like three days to ride all the trails, is it still a park? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's riding a couple of places in Japan. I was like, that does that's a friggin' like in. It feels like it stretches across two mountain ranges. What you're describing to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, some places have so many trails. It's pretty pretty awesome. What else is there to ride like a, around where you are other than like is it a like a bike park that Leger is is based through? Um so yeah, there's Leger um so the side that the downhill track on is on they they've got some trails uh there as well, but yep. not that um just a couple like flow tracks and stuff like that um and then on the side i'm on right now um there's also uh a lift that goes up and there's some more flow trails um i think some off piece sort of tech tracks as well um yep yeah i think there's a lot of like just like free ride stuff but yeah the big spot though is just down the road uh in moorzan which is literally 
you roll down the road like two, three kilometers um, and you've got uh, Super Morzine and uh, Plenty, uh, which tell, have, yeah. yeah, which have like so many trails, like just so many like off piece, just um, sort of free ride stuff off like the main, like they've got maybe three or four flow trails and then there's just all these um yeah off piece uh tracks uh which everyone's just sort of ridden in on, on the steeps and stuff it's pretty unique like not many bike parks or anything have uh what more that, super morzine has yeah yeah or like that many like just off piece trails that people have just ridden in really um that's so sick i love yeah. um i love that like ridden in hand cut like yeah you know because yeah, it's pretty like is it the way that i kind of like learned about mountain biking like yeah so i'm 36 so i'm a little bit i'm a little bit older than uh of some of the people that i get to sit down sound with like i my first introduction to mountain biking was free ride and stuff through like a super old mtv series that i used to watch on youtube in the like early 2000s and yeah. so my introduction to it wasn't like manicured you know, racetracks and so even though that stuff would, is around, was around. Um, so I kind of fell in love with it like that way. So when people started describing how, what Morzine was like and Super Morzine was like, and I was like, oh, that sounds yeah. like, to me, that's, everybody has a different love with mountain biking and their understanding and their revelation of it and what it is. But like, essentially, like the way I see it, mountain and a bike and then when you go to a bike park you know like that's a a track and a trail like is a little bit yes you're still riding a mountain bike but are you still it gets very yeah, philosophical yeah. are you still mountain biking yeah when, yeah when you're riding the big table tables and and things like that like when you when you describe that to me i'm like you know i probably couldn't ride half of it but like to me i was like that's I'm like wow that's exciting yeah does that make yeah, sense for sure yeah it's got everything really like um like obviously yeah like you said like the man-made tracks on the hill um and then you can sort of mix that with um all the off-piece tracks um and yeah like so many people ride there like it's super rough which people complain about but it's actually like such good training (laughs) it's like just huge holes and like roots and stuff um everybody says it is freaking like um i i'm i'm not i'm sure ty bowmaker does captivate yeah 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 so he's he did a edit i'm i'm pretty sure he's been there multiple times but um and ridden in multiple places but he did an edit for brage uh uh free rider knows who he is um at, at Morzine, and he said it's just like the you can't describe it like it's the most insane, like yeah. downhill riding ever. Like just what you're describing, like it it sounds like pretty gnarly, like brakes cooked in a few runs, type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty like you can get on some pretty steep um, tracks, um, and like yeah, it's pretty yeah, pretty insane. Like you can, it's also a bit scary. You can like because you do some off-piece and they sort of like, it's sort of, cro- like the tracks cross quite a lot. And like sometimes 
like I'd be doing my race runs or whatever and I'd, I'd be like switching from the main line onto some off pace back onto the main line. <laughs> Just like last year, I remember I, I came flying out of this off pace um, section and there was this, there was this guy coming down the hill oh. on, on like the, as he was doing like the B line on the black track. There's like a, uh, a feature called 10%, which is like this really steep uh, section and it always gets super rough. And then there's a big berm at the bottom. Is that, camp- it's got that wooden feature thing that people gap into uh, no, that right hand of berm out of the woods. It's more like a, you can sort of jump into it. You've probably seen videos like you come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, I think I know what it like is. Cross a bit of a road and you jump, and then it's just like a big bowl, and you just and a big left at the bottom. Um, but yeah, I came. I wasn't doing that section. It was just near there though, and I came out of the bush and like there was this. I I, I, <laughs> I don't know where the GoPro went. I had a GoPro of it and like a screenshot of him. I don't know where it went on my phone, but like. And it was like his back wheel, his front wheel was like probably like 10 centimeters, 15 centimeters from my back. Like I'd passed him and he was like about to hit my back wheel. Like it was just like, but did you so die? Close. Oh yeah. And I was gosh. like, doing a ra- I was doing like a race run and I, <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. Like I was just, just Where like, Where did this one from? Yeah. Like real quickly, <laughs> I would love to see that. Like, I, I'm not saying you should go on a deep dive for that video, but that would be hilarious yeah. to see. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I've watched a few vlogs where you've had like not like a hair, you know, a super hairy moment, but like let's just say you like you've had like a massive air and gotten close to someone. That little bit of like wow, that makes yeah. you laugh, or like you almost <laughs> almost overshadowed, or you like you almost half die. Like I've come over. I've come over like a, you know, a table like real quick and gotten too close to the bro in front of me, or someone's like made a turn that I haven't anticipated or whatever. I'm like, oh! yeah, you're like, yeah. <laughs> you're like an, but you don't die, but you're almost doing it. Just sends yeah, you yeah. into that like riotous laughter. Yeah. <laughs> I love story those. about. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's what we live for, right? <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> yeah. To almost not die. <laughs> yeah. It was a um, funny story about like, a similar situation there. I um, I was I was doing like a recovery ride and I was just pedaling up up this um, tarred road. Yeah. And uh, I went for like an hour and a half, and I just pedaled up, and like I was like, all right, I'm gonna like work on my like cornering technique going down the road on the tar, and then <laughs> next minute it just got all out of hand and I was like just going so fast <laughs> on this car road. Were you by yourself? And, yeah, but I was having, like, the most fun. <laughs> it wasn't even, like, mountain biking. It was just hooning down the road. And, like, I made some sketchy passes on cars. Like, like one one car I was just catching, and I just, like, went around, and then next minute there's a car coming head on the other way. And it was, like, a block corner. And I like, I was like, all right. I went for it, and then there was a car, like, right where I couldn't see it, and, like, it just beeped the horn, and I just, like, sliced in between, and I was just, like, I was just laughing again, because, I don't know, it was so fun, but, um... It's so... <laughs> uh, look, I'm so glad that you've expressed this, because I've tried to explain to people before why, like, 
Riding a bike is super fun, but I kind of like, I would say that I kind of like being a little bit scared, like not to the point where I'm yeah. so out of control, I know I'm going to crash. But like yeah. sometimes you kick up to that speed on a trail, even if it's something that you've ridden a million yeah. times, let's say you hit it way more aggressive and you are like pinning with yeah. your lads. Like there's a particular trail of boomers that last time I went down it, the boys, one of the boys that was following me, like I, man, by all means, it's not fast. It was fast for me. And then yeah. after the run, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> too quick. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, it's, like, it's weird. I'm like, why is my brain the way that, like, why does it like that? Like, why do I yeah. like that? Like, why do you be <laughs> like, like, oh, there's a car, and then straight up in passing, you're like, yes! I'm <laughs> when you get to the bottom of the hill and back to your accommodation, you're like, frick, I was freaking, freaking died. <laughs> yeah, I think it's all just, like, if, if you're confident in your ability, really, like, yeah, 100%. it's like, you're not, yeah, if you're not like, yeah, like you said, I don't know, riding, if you're riding a gnarly section and you're like, you're not confident in your fear, like you, you're in fear, it's not enjoyable. But when you like, feel like you're in control and. Uh, but you are pushing it a bit. Yeah, pushing the limits, but you, yeah. it doesn't phase you type of thing. <laughs> it's like. Oh, it's an odd thing. And this is why I think like not. I, I, a mate just got uh, picked up a DH bike. He's, um, you know, he's got his roadie for his trainer, like for his long rides. He's got his Duro and XC for, you know, local and things like that. But like he does threadbow trips and like buller and all that type of thing. And he, and he wanted a downhill bike that, you know, that could hold speed, doesn't get clapped by the heavier tracks and that. And um, we even like we we spoke about like same sort of thing, like. He, it's it's funny like when you like why is it why mountain bikers are just a little bit like different like yeah <laughs> when you find it you, you describe this to it because the guy he got the bike off is where I was leading the guy he got the bike off like he said he'd been watching so much World Cup yeah and he's like oh man and been on a bike for you know you know heavy XC enduro and like downhill's another level. Let's be real. Like, I don't think people really realize how insane some of these tracks actually are, you know. Yeah. You know, head height, rock drops in the middle of race runs, things like this when you're doing the – there's a reason there's freaking, you know, 20-inch pads on every single tree in the forest. Yeah, yeah. Like, he crashed it once. <laughs> and I think it actually was boomers, and he said, it's not for me. I've crashed yeah. my bike – and then I'm like, I got to go back to the top and do it again. I'm like, that's not for him. It's funny. Yeah, how yeah. Like you had this, yeah, the car. All right, the car. Yeah. But he's <laughs> like, I'll go do that again. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely different. Not for most. everyone, is it? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I get just, just that adrenaline. And, it's an uh, addictive feeling. Yeah. Yeah. How do you oh, – I guess we kind of touched on this before. Like, the race mind, when you are, like, obviously, like, I want to win, the adrenaline must be so hard to control in that state because it would naturally come up when you're in that start gate and it's hella quiet and yeah. you're panting down those seconds and then, yeah. you know, you're out and it snaps. Yeah. 
it must be so hard to not that let that adrenaline overtake. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like you're going fast down a downhill track. You've got all that other factor. You're on the clock. It's a race. You're trying to get a result for you, for your team. It must be so hard to not that let in that setting, let that adrenaline like, yeah, overtake. Yeah, it. for sure. It's like you you try and be so focused that like your mind sometimes if um, switches off like, almost. Yeah, or like it goes it goes somewhere else and starts thinking about uh, I don't know something negative, and the next minute you're trying to um, get your head back in back in it, like. Um, yeah, you start sort of thinking too much. Um, yeah, yeah. Like the best, the best race runs are when you're just completely switched off. It's pretty hard to explain, but float, like float. No, it's a flow state. Yeah, I said know where you're going with that because like I've had moments. Um, or even when I've been in the gym, like I know it's a very you know A to B type thing, but when you're on, yeah, you're on. Yes. Like yeah. I picked up weights in the gym. I'm just like, this is an on. This is an on day. Like, yeah. <laughs> unexplain it. You flick, you, like, the, the flick is, you know, switch is flicked. Yeah. Like, is it the same for racing? Like, you know, like, when you're in that state? Yeah, for sure. Like, um, sometimes in your race runs, yeah, you, you're, like, you're at the start line and next minute you're at the finish line. You're, like, what, like, what, how, what did I just do? Like, you're sort of just, like, so you're at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're definitely like the best race runs, um, most of the time when you're just so in tune with yourself and the bike and yeah, uh, yeah, everything just happens effortlessly and yeah, um, it must be like, you must, it's like everything you do as a professional, you know, racer is training, you know, you to be in that space if you know um that's where you best perform are you looking for factors that help you flick that switch are you looking for mental cues like or is it a thing of like sweet i've got my kit my shoes are sorted yep. like is there an organizational thing beforehand that allows you to you know what do you think it is yeah. that helps you get into that flow state yeah, for sure. It's like a, it's a process, really. Like I have my like set warm up, and yep. um, yeah, just sort of have everything how I how I like it. I do the warm up; it's the same every time. And then I have my little like I finish my warm up. I have like eight nine minutes before I drop in, um, and I just like sort of almost have a little process. I put my gloves on. I put my helmet on. Um, and it's always in the I, same order. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm too specific, um, but I, some people I think uh, are quite specific with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just sort of do a few things and um, yeah, little cues like you said. Um, and it's definitely it's definitely a you know uh, a big factor that I feel like isn't really trained that much. Um, it's so should be. Yeah, which is something I'm looking to get into a bit more. Um, obviously like I do quite psychology a bit. stuff. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Me- yeah. Mentality and yeah. Psychological things and, um, that type of thing. I'll yeah, probably try and, I might try and get a coach for it. And, um, yeah, well, 
I've heard a few people, uh, or like I, I've pretty much told every guest, like I, I consume, I would, some would say is an unhealthy amounts of MTB content, so to speak. But a lot of uh, races are definitely moving in that direction because every every bike is so advanced. Yeah. The training regimes are so advanced. Like all yeah. bikes are fast. Like heaps of, you know, there's heaps more factory teams that like you see and like come about. Like people, like so the next level is like. Is that, yeah. Is that so? Yeah, it like, seems like people are pushing towards it. Yeah, I feel like the level as well. Like, is even this year, like, it's so it's so much higher even than just last year. Yeah, the times are nuts. Yeah, it's like it's just the little things really that are gonna make the difference. Because really, like, the top twenty guys can be on the podium or win a race almost. Like, it's it's getting to that level where it's like you need. You need that just tiny edge over, yeah. You need yeah anything you can get, and it's down to the milliseconds it's so, really, like so, so crazy. Like hundreds of a second can literally yeah. you t- hundreds. Okay, like we I can't even click that quick. Can put yeah, yeah. ten spots down, and yeah. like you you're not so it's like oh, I was only second behind first place, but you but old mate with like let's just say Joe Smith racer like I'm just using an example like. He didn't win, and he was in 11th, but he was one second, 1.3 yep. seconds behind first place. And then above him was the other 11, other 10 people leading up to first. Yep. Like, that's what the results are like this year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty insane. Wild. Yeah. And, like, in Andorra, like, my run, I didn't really feel like it wasn't one of those, like, full-focused runs. I had, had one or two mistakes um, at the top yep. and the bottom. And I didn't qualify that well. So I was sort of like um, obviously wanting to do a lot better and um, sort of crossed the line. And I was like, oh, you know, that was that was a good run, but not like nothing crazy. Um, and then, yeah, went into the hot seat. Um, yeah, 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 I actually have a screenshot of it on my phone. <laughs> ended up ended up missing the podium by like, I think it was point one seven of a second or something Get so uh, out. it was like oh damn it so point one seven of a of a second yeah, that yeah i think i was that I is was insane point one seven was like fifth so <laughs> i like so wild because i don't know what it is because a lot of the you know let's say like you know uh ben cathro you know and 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 all the content he does like pink bank wise like every all the major media outlets is saying like the racing has never been tighter like you know as soon as you know bruni let's just say bruni drops a you know half a second then you know old mate can if you have it's almost like if you have one super killer sprint perfect example was charlie hatton um like dominating that you know lower wood section um, at Worlds, and then no one could touch it. Like, yeah. like he, if you you can literally win a race at this second by having one super super killer section because all the split times are so tight. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Like, 
especially like the first splits usually like at Fort William as well like yep it's like I don't know 55 second section and like not a lot going on but still for everyone to be like half a second a second like between first and 60th is like just just nothing in it like down the whole track so the crazy thing to think about that is that's going to push people to go like you have to be faster you you can't afford a hundredth or a tenth of a second to lose so it being tighter regardless of whether the uci is allowing tracks to be you know more singular in their line choice and run faster the racing itself is going to push people to have to be quicker so it's going to yeah. be very interesting as you know all the kinks and everything is um it's cool to see like these couple of new tracks and like additions you know you know uh every it seems like everybody's really liking how Leger is looking it's yeah. going to be very interesting with everything being so tight racing wise and so fast you know what it's going to look like in two or three years like what's the the times that people are putting down now like how much faster can it possibly be if everybody's really pushing the envelope this hard yeah for sure i mean i feel like it's a fairly i mean not a new sport but it's not like it's been around for that long and yeah um, yeah it's just continuing to develop and yeah everyone's getting faster and pushing the limits and it's it's pretty, I think, awesome for the spectators and everything to watch. Um, yeah, it's every 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 millisecond counts nowadays. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Look, it, regardless of, oh man, I'm, it's really hard not to get you know caught. I see some really derogatory and mean comments about you know the commentating, and I have my own personal qualms about what I'm seeing. But if you actually take away what people are. Uh, incessantly whinging about on every single post the uci makes if you look at the racing itself like it's actually nuts like like you like we've been saying like if you look at the racing itself and how tight everything is it's it's gnarly this year like the the top 20 are so freaking close to each other like it's nuts yeah it is pretty crazy what what do you Injury out of the way, races out of the way. We're going to see you on the box very shortly, aren't we? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, definitely the fire is burning with with all these injuries, and um, um, just I feel like I've uh, myself with my riding and with the new team this year, like I've improved so much compared to last year in riding better than I ever have before, even though I haven't been able to really show it other than maybe like my one result in Andorra. Um, I feel like I was only just getting started. So, um, yeah, looking forward to getting healthy and um, back on the bike and... um, Wanging off it. (laughs) Swinging off the back. (laughs) (laughs) As more and more loves to say, oh, Chicken Joe! I love that coverage, eh? Like it's so funny to see. I actually asked I actually asked Remy, like, how did you get that? Because I said, Oh, it'd be cool to have now have you like your bros coming on soon. It'd be cool to have, you know, have yeah. you on as well. And I asked him, How did you get that nickname? <laughs> and, like 
obviously your boy's got like the curly hair and stuff and like he told me the story and i was just like it, it's funny that like just to you know d- diverge a little bit it's funny that like all these nicknames that guys like Moy Moy and Ed Masters have have given people have just stuck because, like, everyone's seen it in their videos. Like, oh, that's who you are now. And like, regardless <laughs> of whether or not you've yeah. got a got a choice, is like, oh, yeah. I'm like, what if Remy, what if Remy doesn't like being called Chicken Giant? Ah, sorry, that's your name <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Jack's Jack's been doing some some cool content with the YouTube and. So yeah, Nick Nash always cool. <laughs> it's good to see him um, happy, like on a you know loving loving the team that he's with. He seems to be in a great headspace. Yeah, I think he's enjoying it, and um, I'm not really sure uh, how his deal is, but I feel like he's um, getting pushed to to put out that YouTube content as well as race. So I think he's enjoying that, and yeah, yeah. it's cool. Do you? You know, do you ever think you give a enduro like obviously DH is the focus, but can you see yourself at some stage like racing a even if it's not committing to a season, would you race another enduro? Yeah, I think so. I um, see how the uh, what it looks like for next year as far as downhill enduro goes. Um, yeah, I'll see if I can maybe do one or two next year. Um, yep. But yeah, I feel like um, for sure in the future, like. I'll probably switch, um, like some of the guys have done from uh, downhill to enduro. Um, uh, at some point, I think, um, yeah, I, I love doing both really, and I seem to do pretty well in the enduro as well. Hey. So, hey, <laughs> didn't do too um, bad not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's odd because I like, I mean, I I put a bit of emphasis on on like the Tassie rounds and trend maybe for like a and you won <laughs> yeah switching I sort of yeah switched up because the downhill season was starting pretty late I was like may as well put a bit of focus into this and maybe like train for like a month uh like it's not too much different to downhill training I guess but just a bit more like base work and um longer rides and that type of thing but um yeah it's like I'd yeah, I, I keep doing well in it, but I'm not specifically training for it half the time. So it's like, well, oh. someone said like, because Troy Boy won a few, quite a few stages at like May Maydina, and down obviously downhillers have that that speed, you yeah. know, like that that confidence at speed, and obviously there's a lot more, there's different technicalities, and you know it's a different fitness, like we we're saying, and that. But it was just so funny to see a downhiller like coming and just boom, <laughs> like yeah. just win it. Yeah. You just seem to you just seem to strike me as a like, or obviously you have to you know have a love for mountain bikes if you're going to be a pro racer. But at the core of it, you just strike me as a person that it it wouldn't matter if you had to do one or the other, as long as yeah. you're you're racing your bike and you're yeah. having fun on your bike, like you're good. Yeah. You're content. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I just love riding bikes so much. Like, even the last few weeks before before last week, before I injured myself, like, I was just enjoying riding so much. Like, just especially when you come back from injury, like, when you have time off. Um, oh, I can't wait. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, like, it's pretty awesome, um, yeah, to do what, do what we do and, 
um, yeah, I just love it so much. Man, look, I know you're on the time limit. I'm just checking it out here. Um, Brad, I can't wait to put this episode out. <laughs> just that stuff before, like talking about why you love this scary stuff, like having those, having those, because a lot of people, like, I understand why people fan, you know, like if I was to meet, like, I love free ride. If I was to meet, meet Braj, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd fangirl like a little bit, but you know, <laughs> as much as you guys, <laughs> I'll be honest, as much as you guys are racers and these people are racers, like you're people too, you know, and like, it's important that, you know, one of the, I mean, I've said this and I'll say it again, like it's, I'm stoked that I get to, see the human side of people as much as I get to be able to provide an insight um, into, uh, you know, the, the professional perspective of people's career. So I really in, am thankful for your time and thank you for uh, just being real, man, and, and being chill and coming on the potty and sharing those insights, but, you know, allowing yourself to have a laugh too, man. It was sick. Yeah, no worries, man. Thank you for your time. Um, no, I've enjoyed it. It's uh definitely good to yeah just keep myself occupied at this time and um, yeah cool if i can share my knowledge and um yeah get people to know me better um it's it's yeah awesome that's (laughs) it knowing you better people love a story yeah for sure (laughs) guys um what a laugh that was so sick and thank you like i said thank you so much for your time that was a fully pinned podcast um, episode. Oh my gosh, what did I say? Nine, number nine. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> you're with it. Episode number nine uh, with the man Luke Myers Smith. Once again, thank you, dude. Um, and yeah, I'll uh, keep in contact and let you know when the episode is out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And peace, my dude. Thank you very much, man. Cheers, Welcome, brother. Catch up. Alrighty. Pinned podcast. <laughs>